All right, we are back. We are back. Uh, this this is part two of dealing with trauma or trauma. Uh, my guy, Kenyon Billups, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just started watching this uh, Godfather part four or the coda or something like that. And it's pretty, the way it's starting off is pretty good and interesting. So I'll finish that later on after we get through having our dialogue symposium conversation. Okay. So what's to it, man? man? How's everything? Everything's good, man. Uh, a little less stress. All right. All right. A little less stress is, is always a good thing. What about so you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, hung out. So the uh, fights over the weekend. Saturday was an action-packed day for fights whether it be MMA or boxing. So I, I, I was tuned in the majority of the day watching and listening to that. So um, today I just did some resting because I've been hanging out. I've been hanging out and drinking and all that good stuff. So got to get back to a healthier routine. Okay. Can't so, drink, but hey, sounds good. You can't drink? Just not drinking, man. I got to get my body in order. Gotcha. So gotcha. Trying to clean, clean, and figure some things out. Absolutely. Get routine done. Absolutely. So we're back talking about trauma. Right. Uh, where you want? Where do you want to start off with this? Do you know? Um, I think we left off last time thinking about how fathers are separated from their children. Um and how traumatic that can be. But no one no one addressed the issue because it's a guy, it's a guy, it's a man, it's a dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Suck it up and keep move on, on. on. And I think the thing about that is, is we, we aren't recognizing the trauma that you do to the kids from removing the male from the home, as well as uh, the trauma you, you cause with the man himself. You know, I, I think one of the things that is often just passed over is the relationship a man has with it, with his kids or just himself uh, in singularity, right? Um, be the provider, be the protector, be the breadwinner, do all these things, uh, take care of the house, uh, all these other different things. But no one's no one really seems to consider or care for the actual uh, mentality or or mental health of the man or the individual himself. It seems to be that people just say, suck it up, suck it up. You would be all right. And for years, I'm sure it was cool like that, but I don't think that is a proper way to address an issue with, with, with any human being and, and not just in women, but in men too. You're telling a man to do all these things, provide, protect, uh, uh, care for, and, and, and make all this money or make a certain amount of money to be considered a success. But then who's actually taking care of the male psyche? You know, who do who do we go to often sometimes? Because I know there are very few people. I mean, I talk to you guys, you know, if there's something really going on with me um, when I have the time or someone else in particular that's close to me. But uh, there are men out there and young boys who don't have anyone to talk to. Uh, I think that was one of the other reasons why I did want to do mentor work or real model work uh, instead of being a mentor, because 
who are these young men talking to? Not just the young girls, but who are the young men talking to about how they feel uh, when, they, when, they're, when they're not feeling their best, when they're feeling stressed out, when they feel like they don't belong, when they feel like, you know, in certain cases, there are young men who do feel like they want to kill themselves, you know? Who do they go to talk to? Right. Um, um, I've been thinking about this since last time. And I was trying to take note of, like, at work, you know, I work with uh, uh, male kids, you know, boys that uh, they have behavior problems. And they always got, like, at least three or four people that they can talk to whenever they got any kind of issue. Mm-hmm. And they be having, like, the most minute things that a lot of times I don't think are important and stuff, but it means the world to them. But they have somebody to talk to right there at that moment. And I was thinking, like, how necessary is that for a person to have someone that they can go to like that? Like, really, it probably is necessary, you know, for everybody to have somebody like that. But we know we don't have people like that, that we can always go to and talk to whenever there's a problem, whenever you stub your toe or some shit like that. So, but these kids, they got us there to talk about anything. Um, they had a bad dream or they feel a certain way. They always got somebody there to process with. And I was thinking like if an adult person that deal with real problems and not to discount their feelings about what they're thinking about, I am about adult that understands the world and has real problems that's gonna change the world, has somebody to talk to about the trauma that they experience daily like, like, what would that look like? I don't, I don't, I just was thinking like, what would that look like for, um, in my case, a black male to have somebody to go to, to work out shit that's frustrating you on a daily basis or shit, or shit that's like, just gonna really change your fucking life on a daily basis. Say for instance, you get a piece of mail that says you have to deal with some shit that you never heard about. Um, but the adult thing to track it down, figure it out, and deal with it. But you get some shit like that that's telling you that you got to do something detrimental to your livelihood or even to your freedom. You get something like that in the mail, and all of a sudden you expect it to be you expect it to be clear-minded and deal with it and move on. And say you had all the avenues or all the access to deal with those problems. Just getting the shit like just out of nowhere. I don't know. It kind of bothers me a little bit. It just seems like it would be a problem. It's like shit is always being thrown at you. But you kind of like you have to, as an adult, deal with it and keep on moving. To me, I think day-to-day living is kind of a little bit traumatic yourself. Nobody is walking around, you know picking roses and shit and you know smiling about everything no um well at least nobody i know so i know people say life is what you make of it but a lot of shit that happened to you on a day-to-day basis you don't make it so that's very true literally Uh, speaking you don't make the shit so i mean life is what you make it uh and i guess from that perspective it's what what you can control you do the thing you work on or focus on the things you can control but on a daily basis, we are presented uh, issues and problems. There are people right now who can't 
pay their rent, who can't keep their lights on, you know? So you can't necessarily tell a person like that who's behind on bills and they not they don't have a, a the, the correct paying job or, the, or maybe what if they, they are working two or three jobs and it's still not enough to keep them afloat, you know? And you, you can't tell them life is what you make it. Uh, in that situation, they are still struggling. You know, you got people out here who lost their job and still are looking for a job uh, who may have had to move back home. You know, those are experiences that they have to deal with on a daily basis as well. Who does a person like that talk to? Right. Who do you who do you who do you have in your circle that that you can talk to and get some encouragement or just be able to vent and, and release your frustration to again, like the way I grew up. You know, I was told as a young man, boys don't cry, men don't cry. That's what I was told. Right. I was also told um, uh, after I got a after I got a spanking or a whooping or whatever, shut up for I give you something to cry about. You know, or if I wanted to express how I felt or wh- right. the way things were going in school, I was just told, you know, like my opinion didn't matter. I was to do what I was told. And that was the internet. And consequently, because of those type of situations, those are the those are the things that made me more aggressive and angry and full of rage and wanting wanting to hurt people uh, from time to time. Uh, but it's good where you are. There is there are people that these kids can talk to. You know, they they need that. Um, I, I am I'm super glad I was able to help these young men and these young women and I think we spoke on this before one of the best things you can do sometimes is just shut up and listen right. you don't necessarily have to talk all the time it's, it's more so about you just being able to sit there and let let a person vent I have people vent man listen I have people vent to me all the time at every job I work people have vented to me and I never I never desired to be that guy you understand? It just, it just, it just happened. Like people would just open up and say, man, like this happened, this was going on. And there, there are times when I, I wasn't, I wasn't giving advice. I was just letting them, letting them get shit out their chest. Cause some people, you know, that they holding this shit, they holding this on the inside. And the understanding for me as a human being is I'd rather you talk about it than you go do something wrong. Cause I'm the guy that, you know, did things physically you know, out of rage and out of anger, because that's the way I, that's the way I cope with it. Cause no one ever listened to me. I, I was, I wasn't listened to, you know, I was told to just shut up and, 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 and keep going. So because I, I have a better understanding and I'm a little, little, a, a bit more clear headed on things, I do listen. And I do understand that listening sometimes is better than talking to a person and telling them, you know what, you should do this, or you should approach it like this. You know, sometimes just listening is the best thing, but how often in this society uh, is that, is that done? You know, do we, do we have people in our circles where we can do that? For me, a lot of time, I don't, people are asking me how I'm going and shit, but I don't, I don't be wanting to talk about all that because I can't see the, the solution and talk about it, talking mm-hmm. about it. And I know there is some solution in the freeing yourself and, and speaking on it, and I, uh, but if I can't see it at times, I don't want to talk about it because talking about an issue 
that makes me not being uncomfortable. It gives me a sense of anxiety. Um, mm. And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm a bit comfortable, more comfortable in the anxiety mode than I am in normal mode. Okay. And so I don't personally think that's the way to be. So a lot of times I don't want to talk about it because right now I can't wrap my head around being objective, if you know what I mean. Um, but there is some, some benefits in talking. And like you were saying about just listening and, and everything, um, I had a kid to vent to me about people telling him that he's white. He went on for about 25, 30 minutes about why he's not white, that he's black. Now, first of all, I'm shocked because this is one of the whitest kids I ever seen in my life. But, but if I can't convince him of what he see in the mirror isn't black, there's nothing I can really say at that point to tell him that he's not black. So I just listen. Um, if I was the, I guess, I don't know, emotional or confident type, I would hug him, mm -hmm. but I'm not. So I just sit there and listen. But he was so serious and crying and shit and trying to tell me why he's not white, despite his pale skin and blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing you can tell him to let him know that he's white. He tried to, and the reason that he had for being black were like stereotypical ways that society treat black people that happened to his parent, well, to his mother, and one time to him to make him think that he's black. Like uh, to him, these are the things that make him black. Um, that's a whole nother issue, you know, but to him, it was like, that's what make you black. And for somebody to tell him that he wasn't, it was traumatic to him. I'm like full on tears and Hallmark moment and shit. So is it because he's had struggle or something like that that he thinks he's black? Is it is it something like that? No, it's more. No, man. It, no, no, it ain't none of that. No. Okay. Um, he idealizing the people that have taken care of him over these years. And most of these people have been black in this facility. So that's where his his uh, appropriation of the culture come from. Okay, so he um, he 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 equates that he's been around these he's been around right. black people right. and he's gotten a lot of help from black people so right. apparently he must be black since that's what he sees all the time but that's the basis of his psychosis because he has stories of things that never happened and experiences of a life in what he considers a hood that never happened and stuff like that but the emotional reaction that he got that he had from people telling him that he's black is what got me so I'm like, you know, it ain't nothing I can tell you to change your mind. So I'm like, I'm just here to listen. So, but he found confidence just listening. I mean, I just told him, you know, after mom get it, take mom to get yourself together. You know what I'm saying? It's okay if you believe that. Cause I wasn't gonna try to tell him any different, you know, cause that doesn't work. And he's heard it enough already, right? Right. So, I mean, that's why he's crying now. So, like, so it wasn't anything to say on that, but just listening was comforting enough to him for him to calm down, you know, get himself together. But I can't, me personally, I can't see, I guess I have to see it before I do it. 
uh, you know, like I said, people do ask you like, how you doing and stuff like that. After they know about things I've been through and some shit like that, but I can't see talking about it, making it better. And just seeing like I'm telling another person, another story that I've told before and nothing's gonna change. We can talk about, you know, we can talk about police, we can talk about society. You can talk about seeing some shit on TV that like it's a movie and shit, but shit really happens and how traumatic that shit can be. Yeah. And not wanting to talk about it afterwards because shit, you know, you either lived it or I've seen somebody that did. Yeah, I've seen some, I've seen some shit, uh, lived it too. But you know, that's one of the other things too, right? Uh, the images that we see on TV and uh, the things that we're listening to can can have can have an effect on us as well. You're sitting there talking about watching shootings and brutality all the time, right? You know, it's kind of desensitizing a certain certain groups of people, don't you think? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm I'm one of them. Uh, things that people find traumatic are like I can't watch that shit. I don't. I say I don't see the problem, but I do understand that I probably should have some reaction to it because it's not normal. Um, things I don't want my kids to see. Um, I don't I don't want them to see them because I can't quite explain it to them yet. Say for instance, they'll see a show where a kid gets treated differently, experience racism on, on TV. And just tell them because he's black to me is not a good enough answer. It's not. Um, that's because, not a good enough answer. It's too broad of an answer. And, you know, kids these days are more intelligent, I think, than we were when we were that age. So they need more of an explanation. So I had to explain to them that, you know, not only because they're, the kids, you know, experience that because they're Black, but because the person that's doing it to them feel inferior in some kind of way. Correct. They fear what they can't obtain. Not that they don't understand it, they can't obtain it, but they really don't get it either, though. But, you know. Yeah, they don't hate you. They don't get to it. They don't hate you because you're black. They hate you because they aren't. Like that's that's where exactly. it all stems from. Uh, I guess the other term that I've I've used before would still be the fear of the black man's dick. So um, that's that that's been institutionalized for a very long time. I think uh, what sixteen sixteen is when that, that whole situation started. But um, they've been institutionalizing racism and, and pushing on us for a very long time and to be able to explain that to a child you need to be able to uh sit them down and break that break it down to them in a certain manner uh certain type of way so they have an understanding of it but like you said these kids are not dumb they are not dumb and they have they have the internet in their hand or, or you know they have a laptop or whatever so they know how to they know how to pull up this information and go back over what you're saying to them if you're if you're lying or not. They know how to look it up and see what it is. But definitely, man, the TV does desensitize you. I I like I'm I'm not I can't front. I like violent movies. I like violent movies, and to certain parts of those same violent movies that I watch, I also know that what I'm watching isn't necessarily true because I know in those certain scenarios in real life, being around certain, some of those type of people. They don't they don't happen like that all the time. You know, uh, you can't play with nobody's life out here in, in, in the streets. So 
but the, the violence that they show on TV and everything like that, it, it's something that I've seen in real life. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily moved by it, but I do enjoy watching how it's played out on TV, you know, right. and to a certain degree, ingesting that constantly doesn't do anything for me. Sometimes I have to ask myself, like, why are you sitting here watching this? Why are you watching this when you could be sitting, when you could be sitting down reading a book? The same amount of time, an hour and a half, two hours that you sat there and watched that, you could be reading a book. And I got plenty of books that I still need to finish reading. Do you know one of the other things that I've I was recently talking to someone up uh, about because they told me they watched the they they listened to the last episode and they was like, did someone ever tell you like when you were dealing with tough times to pray about it? And I was like, and they said, uh, uh, ask God to help you. I was like, well, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that heard that. I'm sure I'm not the only one that heard that. But the thing about that to me is you're kind of dismissing what someone is actually dealing with. You know, you're telling them to pray to God about it and everything like, okay, when they pray and after they get up, they still need solution to what's, what the ailment is. Right. Like that, that's not it. You telling a person to sit around and wait on God when they, they need help. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying necessarily that pills or drinking or something is gonna do that for them, but you know, that's that doesn't do it for them either. It's kind of like just dismissing what they have going on. Yeah. I definitely feel that um, because I had a similar similar conversation this morning. Um, like, like when you're saying, like, even if you say, like, okay, I'm gonna pray about it, and so then you spend that time looking for signs of what to do um, or questioning whether you're doing the right thing because it doesn't come down, you know, in an email or a text or some shit to tell you exactly what to do. So you spend all this time trying to figure it out and going through that is a bit traumatic itself depending on, you know, the intensity of the situation. So after you figure out, you give all praises to God for giving you the answer, but getting there is a struggle itself. And then they, right. And then they'll follow up with, well, you know, nothing is easy. No, it isn't. And, and my faith, didn't particularly ask that question for me. I put that same, that same like evaluation to black people's progression in the same. Like you have people that made it and they'll say, like, well, all I can do is bring you to the table. You have to, you know, eat for yourself and shit. When that is not the case, you know, nobody gets there alone. Nobody gets there by themselves, regardless of what they want to say or how they tell it. Nobody gets there on their own. Somebody not only show them the way, somebody show them how. So you don't have to figure everything out. Somebody always show you or give you something to read in order to figure it out. Absolutely. So just telling somebody to, to deal with something or in the example of like, you know, black culture, telling somebody, you know what I'm saying, I made it. You know, you can too. You just take this recipe and you do this and that. And that's not that's not know, the accurate way of doing it. No, no, you, you, you got to think about it this way success is a river, and just to throw somebody out there in the middle of it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. So, if you don't put them out there in a boat with no holes in it or a boat that functioned properly. 
they gonna still sink. So it doesn't matter how much you put it around them, and you, they tell you, so, you know, the people, the, the uh, people in your circle and stuff like that. Yeah, it's right in your circle, but people in your circle start giving you ways out. That's how that that, that happens. But we can do that for each other too, without having to be the billionaire or the millionaire in order to do that. But that's the answer that we give each other when we're trying to say that, you know what I'm saying, there are solutions out there to all our problems or the trauma that you're going through. This is how you deal with it. Do this A, B, and C, and that'll fix that. And D, you got it, you know, type thing. That's that's not realistic. No. If we all were the same, we wouldn't have no problems. Yeah, because <laughs> we either get along with everybody, or we would not get along with anybody. So yeah, we were we would arrive at solutions a lot faster if it worked that way. But um, definitely, man, I was when we were talking, me, me and this other person were, were speaking on it. He said, "When you get older, you realize when they were saying that it didn't make any sense at all. Like it, it sounded like the the right thing to do, but in the midst of you dealing with something." you actually need solutions or you need help. You need help. And, and it, like you said, it comes from uh, people being, other people being involved. First, you have to take the step and realize that you know that you need help or that something is wrong. And then you have to step forward and, and be brave enough to, to ask for help or tell someone what's going on with you. But, um, you know, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking religion or anything like that, but, uh that's that's just one of those things where actual help can only intervene and, and, and make that situation better telling somebody to pray about it um and go to god with it doesn't doesn't necessarily to me bring satisfaction or, or solution to the situation again to me it's more dismissive than anything and i think the people that say that they don't know what else to say they don't I, I would rather you say, I don't know, than tell, to, to be honest, I'd rather somebody just pray about it. I'd rather you say, I pray for you. Don't tell me to go. Pray I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. I hear you, but I'd just rather them say that than tell me to go pray about it because in the actual, to me, that seemed like they're doing something as opposed to just telling me to do something that I can't see, uh, see fixing my, my uh, problem. And or even see me, you know, coming up with a solution just by praying about it. Meditation might even work better because I'm thinking about, you know, solution oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about, I'm not thinking about my faith fixing my problem. So there it goes. The dean. I guess that was letting us know that we're on the right page. Um it just I, I wouldn't want something else to be fixing my problem uh, you, you said told, you wouldn't want something else to be fixing your problem right i just wouldn't i like and to anybody who's listening i'm not saying that your lack of or the lack of belief or not believing hard enough in god uh, is is to help or hinder or anything like that or it's harmful i'm just saying that when it comes to real life problems uh, we, we need real life resolution to it like telling me that you know maybe maybe having someone you know what i'll say this having people pray for me I, you know what i might i might i'll take that but 
at the same time, I need something to, to resolve this issue. I need something to help me work it out. I need to be able to get from point A to point B. I, I, I don't want to sit there and, and be sitting around waiting, like you said, on the email or, or some raindrops to come down and fall on me, hit me in the head. And I wake up one day and all of a sudden I know what it is I want to do. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't work that way. Um, I'm a per person that believes in facts over feelings, logic over emotion, you know, and I believe in science too. So, and, and, I, and I believe in, in working, making, making things happen. So um, I, I feel like those are things that are just dismissive towards a person's actual problems. And I'll also say this, I saw that in the church growing up a lot. There were people more, there were people more aggressive than I was. All right. And they were, they were into, they were into some of the craziest stuff. Right. And on any day of the week or, or on a Sunday, they would be at church and you would have this group of people praying around them and trying to get them to catch the Holy Ghost. I'm like, man, yeah, it looked like more like y'all invoking the devil on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it looked yeah. like y'all calling the devil in this motherfucker, you know, to, to, to bring out more evil. Because every time the person leaves, they come back with more shit. And, and, and it, growing up, you're like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they're not praying hard enough. You know what I mean? You, well, maybe they're not praying hard enough. Or maybe the person that's in the prayer circle don't believe it or right you know and, and it's just like instead of doing that you now that i think back on those things you think like well what if they just got them some help man what if they or what if they just had somebody to talk to and go yo what's what's right. really bothering uh, you a, a thing that say for instance like uh like a person with a uh, drug problem uh you see that family struggle with that person and you be thinking like damn you know what can we do to help you know, you can su suggest all these different rehab places or you tell them, I pray for you. I pray, I'm praying for your family constantly and shit. And, you know, like I said, it's just disclaimer, we're not being dismissive towards religion or praying and nothing like that. Not at all. I just think there's something more we should do other than just tell somebody I'm praying for you. Because I'm not that type of person to say I'm going to pray for you unless they ask me to. And I'm not just a volunteer because I don't see that just solving the problem by me praying for it. Because according to the Christian faith, he hears all prayers. Um, he's in every, you know, split a piece of wood. He's there. He's everywhere. So he it's hear, not like he, he hears and answers prayer. Right. So it's not like mine are going to be answered above, you know, over yours type thing. So that's where my ideas are coming from. It's not disclaim, you know, anything against praying or nothing. Not, not at but all. I had a friend whose son was on drugs. And she was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And to be honest, to be, yeah, I'm going to say this, but this may be fucked up. But to be honest, I was thinking like, yeah, this is some shit that y'all go through because it was Caucasian family. And I'm thinking like, you know what I'm saying? I thought, you know, this is something I gotta do. Y'all go to rehab and, you know, you turn your life around and you'll, you know, live a successful life, no problem. But me knowing her and knowing the things that she and her husband has done, you know, to keep her family, you know, like on a regular basis, like safe and have what they need and shit, just knowing that shit personally, I was like, you know what I'm saying? You know, rehab ain't working, jail ain't working. I said, we need to take turn holding this motherfucker in place until, you know, 
it gets, this shit is yeah. out of his system. I, I like, I volunteer for some shit like that. I like, you can call it what you want, you know what I'm saying? But they don't need to have access to get any drugs. And if that's sitting in a room with their ass, giving them food and water as they need it, watching them while they go to the bathroom and all that shit. I mean, I'll volunteer for some shit like that because and, I know that'll physically help. And, and in, that, they want. in that situation, you don't necessarily know what's triggering the person to drink or or drug or do drugs. You don't know what's triggering them. So maybe there's something through the history of the family that someone doesn't know about, right? Or right. maybe maybe there was something that he drank or something that he ingested into his system that set off a chemical imbalance or it, gra- it, it gravitated towards that chemical and it's been pulling and tugging on it ever since. You know, you don't necessarily know. And then again, for me growing up, they would have took him to the church and said, well, take him to the church. We're going to pray about him. We're going to do a prayer circle. They prayed for his ass. Yeah, they took him. Look, they took him to rehab. They took him to jail. They tried not to take him to jail. They took him to jail. As with the jail for several months, came out the same way. So I like none of this shit is working. I said he can get drugs in jail. He can get drugs in rehab. Yeah. I was like, the only way you can make sure that he's not getting them is when you watch them twenty four seven. And I said, if you want to do, you want help doing that, I'll do that. Because I ain't worried about him whooping my ass. So. No tough luck for him. Yeah. I was like, but you know, I said, I know that's one thing that we can do. Because all he need to do is eat and drink. That's it. You know, he'll need something to drink and something to eat. Other than that, you know, tried everything else. And that may have been harsh, but shit. No, it's not because I know I know a family that did that for somebody. They they did that to a a certain person to get Mm -hmm. uh heroin out the person's Mm -hmm. system. Um, and eventually it ended up working for a while. But yeah. what happened for that person is instead of them moving him away from the city, like they said they were going to do, uh-huh. they, they, they relocated to just a different part of the city when they should have just left the whole state in general. Like that, that should have been a thing to do because at any point in time, the person is going to run into an old friend, right? They're right. gonna go. They're gonna. They they have things that they normally go to, and if they don't go to them, they're gonna. You know, they they may just see somebody out, and someone say, "Man, come on over here, man. Have a you know, come hang out with us. Come yeah. do this with us. You know what I mean? You know, oh no, I don't do that no more. I don't do that no more. And it happened to them. Like the person went back to to doing heroin, and they had to do that all over again. They had to do that all over again. You know, and um, in the process, I was allowed to go over there. The stuff that this young man was saying about them was some mm-hmm. of the, the, the worst things that you could tell a human being. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't I don't love this family and, and I hate all y'all or, or, you know, when when I get out of when I get out of here, I'm going to kill all of y'all and, and all this stuff. And then he would spill like family secrets, you know, through the door. I was just like, man, but. A woman who told she said, I think she was a nurse. She said, like when they're going through withdrawals like that, they're gonna say a lot. They may they may say mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, I don't I don't know because you know I, I've never been addicted to nothing like that. But she was saying that some people when they go through withdrawals, they they may have nasty, very nasty conversations like that. They may say things that they that they really don't mean, or they may mean, and it's really just because their body is going through so much, you know. But um, 
that it, it it worked in the second time that they got the individual together they moved like they they oh. packed up and they moved uh down south um and the person with the, the the young man was doing good for a while i don't know what he's doing now because i haven't heard from them in a while but he he was he was doing well he was doing well uh he had finished got, got himself together finished school um got his degree and everything and, and went on about his life but um that that to me that is an example of action right a plan right a plan was put in place to to make sure that they got from point a to point b to point c and and they kept at it you know they were they were vigilant and making sure that this person moved forward um for me growing up telling me you know that the you that people were going to pray for me and they were you know going put the oil on my forehead and all that like that that wasn't the source of the problem that wasn't the, that wasn't the source of the of the solution i was right. angry i was upset my father wasn't around i didn't have nobody to talk to my mother was working all all day uh they were leaving me around people that didn't have any care for me you understand what i'm saying so you put me in these bad situations right. with people who don't who don't uh who don't know how to have who don't have reason and and they don't know how to solve situations themselves so they're doing everything wrong so because they're doing everything wrong and now I'm building up walls where I don't, I don't trust people. You know, I don't trust it. Like, who will you leave me around? So naturally you, you, you figure out, well, maybe me being aggressive is the correct way to do it. And it's not, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, um, what was the term? I'm misdirecting my anger, right? Hmm. I'm misplacing it. Instead of me, me dealing with the issues, I'm taking it out on other people. I'm saying, bad things toward my mom or whoever it is that I'm around, you know, and, and it's mis it's misplaced anger and aggression. And that's, that didn't help the situation. That didn't help, that didn't help the situation at all. And I speak for, from that point of view, because that is the, the, the most perfect example I can give dealing with the trauma that I had, you know, um, it, it take, it, it took its own form and it was nasty for a while. It was nasty for a while. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember some of the stuff I, I was doing, man. You know, even when around y'all, if I, I yo, if y'all want me to do something, let me know. I I don't mind knocking nobody's head, you know, into the concrete. Like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Like, I don't I don't care. I will beat the dog shit out of somebody and and, and walk away feeling feeling great about it, okay. you know. So and, and that's that's there's something wrong with that. Like when you feel like harming people is 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 a good thing, you know that. That's not, that's not, that's not good. That stems from something, that comes from something, you know? And those are things that have to be dealt with. Again, working with the kids and having that time with them. I think that I, I learned from them as they learned from me, right? Like they're, you, you're looking at, you're looking at the behavior and at times when they want to yell, there's no reason to yell no more because we're having, we're having conversation. Right. We're having a conversation now. You don't have to. You don't have to raise your voice. You can come and talk to me. I'm talking to you. You're gonna have a com you're gonna have a conversation with me, and we're gonna get to a point where we don't need to. Well, we can get past this, and we don't have to deal with it no more. You know. But again, what is going on in the background where there's where they feel like there's a need to yell all the time, or there's aggressive uh, uh, attitudes and, and and physical harm starts to come into play. You know. Like what's what's going on in the background b before you get to me 
that causes that causes those types of behavior. Well, I can tell you this now. I don't think so much of the shit that's. I mean, I, the things that traumatizes these days are in the background anymore. You know, most of the time we have these personal shit that happened as a child, and and for me, um, I don't think I had any real trauma as a child. Uh, you know, other than losing, you know, losing a family member. Um, my my uh, grandfather, well, both my grandfathers as a child. Um, I can't really think of anything traumatic uh, that happened to me, but like the whole time we were in school, like, let me see, from 19 and older, all the trauma that I carried with me today started you know during that time from from 19 although i was a uh, arrested i think at 19 and for they wouldn't tell me what i was arrested for or nothing like that like you know they they laughed and used uh, acronyms and things that i didn't know anything about but i guess assuming that i was this black kid in in a town as large as memphis that i shouldn't know what that mean it's how they you know that how they spoke to me or spoke about what was going on handcuffed put in um in the back of a police car taking to jail and everything um uh, and once once i got in a holding cell um people were able to tell me what all this shit meant no 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 reading the rights telling what the charges are none of that shit so you're just supposed to you know flow with it um not be angry not resist regardless of what's going on with you trust in the fact that these motherfuckers doing what they supposed to do and all that and so i get into what's it called booking and and fortunate for me the, the biggest dude in there turned out to be a a cousin of mine i had no idea whatsoever wow um he was my my second cousin, my father's first cousin, and he looked just like my uncle. And I, at that point, I had never, never called my uncle by his first name, you know, because you know he was he was uncle, you know, it wasn't like you know we went around calling by his first name. And when I saw the dude, and I was like, "Do you know Jack Butler?" And the man said, "Yeah, I know Jack." I'm Jack Jr. Like, you know, I'm like, and and I said, Auntie, your um, that's what we call his mother, Auntie. Like, this is how we call Auntie and Uncle. I said, Auntie, your mama? This man's like, who are you? And then I told him who I was, told him my dad was. He said, Oh no, don't tell me you in here. I know you don't supposed to be in no place like this. And I was like, no, nah, they picked me up and they told me, you know, I was in here for that I fit the description of a suspect. And I, oh man, shit, have these motherfuckers in here fit the description of somebody, you know? And so he looked at my uh, bracelet that they gave me and they told me I was charged for a theft of property. And I'm like, okay, like, damn, okay, now I know why I'm here. I'm like, okay, what did I steal? And so nobody could answer that question, nothing like that. And so I was like totally in the dark. And I ain't never been in no jail, never been in no handcuffs, nothing like that. So that shit just happened. And so I'm supposed to be, you know, adapt to this and deal with this. 
and you know, and you never know what happened to a, you know a kid that's you know just thrown in a situation like that. For me, that shit was traumatic. So on top of that, you know, I would never, never trust a cop, even ones that I know I wouldn't trust them, because if that's how you handle shit, just grab a motherfucker and you tell them, you know, off top, without any asking any questions or anything. Like nobody asked me where I've been or where I'm from or nothing like that. Right, just snatching them off off the street. Right. Um, and then when I eventually got a phone call, I was able to call somebody and tell them what happened and shit, you know. And uh, so everybody's you know scrambling to figure that shit out. Uh, but I had to go to court for a year. And the only thing that we would ask them is to show us this evidence that you all have. They say, because you said you had me on camera. I said, just show it to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I said, I know you don't have it, but I'm saying just show it to them. That was their whole basis for everything. Like, even the, um, what is it, the public defender that they gave me, they were telling me, just, uh, you can do a plea. You ain't never had no trouble. You know what I'm saying? You'll be off with probation. And said, they were like, no, no. Like, I'm like, my dad was adamant about, now. show this evidence that you got. Don't nobody need to plead for nothing. Like, like if you're not guilty, not guilty. Prove your case. And, you know, it was being on, like, you know, you, you're innocent instead of proven guilty. I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Prove that I did this. You said you had me on video. Like I said, we went to court for a year of people not showing up, people mysteriously disappearing. One man died that they, you know, they had down as a witness. All kind of shit. They were just trying to throw you into the system, buddy. All that shit. Went, like I said, a whole year. They just, wanted, they just wanted to lock up a black man. That's all that was. And they wanted me to just say that I did some shit. Mm-mm. And so after all that, we were like, okay, now what? Now you found not guilty, dismissed and everything. And we was like, now what? What do we do? Because these people are cost you all this time, all this time coming here, you know, once a month for a whole year to be continued um, or different excuses of why you all can't prove that I did something that I didn't do. And she was like, well, you just gone, you live your life. We was like, just like, that's it? You know what I'm saying, like the whole year? And I was like, no, I said, we can't sue or nothing. She was like, unless you got a documentation of money that you all spent from coming back and forth. I was like, really? So we had to keep receipts in order to prove that we came and showed up in court every, you know, every month when y'all asked us to. Even though y'all ain't never had to, you know, go looking for us, we was always here. I was like, this distress alone should have been, you know, something, you know. Yeah. Like here's $5 for your trouble or some shit. You know, like I was I was real hot about that. And my my dad was like, we we according to what she's saying, we there's nothing we can do. I think you can. You can counter sue for that, man. Yeah, you That's, can. I know that now, but yeah, you know, not at the time. Was telling us yeah. this at the time, and I was like, man, that's some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that first night, standing in a fucking jail cell, you know, just pulled out of random nowhere, and then these motherfuckers telling you that they got you on camera doing some shit, and we was like, okay, this is easy to fix. Show right. us. Show, show me. Show right. me. And then, right. but but we know this system is built on making sure that they do lock us up for nothing, right? Or so, the smallest infraction. Right. right. So apparently, like, when they first got me, they put me in the back of the car, and they sat in, I sat in the back of the car in front of this uh, particular store for probably about two hours. 
So apparently that's what they were doing the two hours. They were looking at the video that was supposed to be showing that I did uh, steal something. And they never could get it, get it to court. Of course not. Of course not. Because so, if they had proof, they would present it. Right. So that was like from the beginning. And they still took my ass in jail. Like whatever you saw, it didn't show you me doing it. But saying that I fit the description was enough for them to say, okay, we can lock him up. But we have always fit the description, right? We have always yeah. fit the description. You know, oh, he was black with dreads. That's the thing now, right? He's black right. with dreads. Back yeah. then it was, right. back then it was, uh, he had braids and a white t-shirt on and jeans, right? That was there, damn everybody around me at the time. I got stopped so much, like while we were in school, at least 30 times, at least pulled over, stand outside the car, put a handcuff, the whole shebang, like so many times, at least 30. Look, to the point where like uh, this white guy that I used to work with, one night I got pulled over and when I was trailing him, we were going to uh, another friend's house. I got pulled over. And this dude got out of the car like, God damn it, what y'all stopping me for? Like, this motherfucker frustrated. I was like, man, you can only imagine how I feel. Like, he getting out of his car mad because they pulled me over again. And have no reason to. And the cop, cop, didn't, cop didn't, didn't arrest him or nothing like that. He, I was in handcuffs at this point. And he got out of his truck, came back to me like, now what are y'all stopping for? You know? He cursing at everything. Well, I'm like, God damn, don't get a shot up in this motherfucker. But, you know, like, God damn, what y'all stopping for again? And he's like, get your ass back in the car. I'm just asking, what do y'all pulling him over for? And I'm trying to get him to come down because, like, this motherfucker, him, we're out here on this country road and shit, and, you know, this guy pulled us over. Ain't no telling what he'll do. This is a black cop. Got me in handcuff. Looking for a yeah. reason. Right. Looking for a reason. Right. So I'm like, man, don't worry about it. I said, this don't happen before, this happened again. And I'm like, I'm normalizing my trauma. And, you know, the uh, the white guy is upset. I'm like, shit, man, just wait. And so afterwards, dude eventually let me go because I asked to speak to a, uh, what is it called? Like, Supervisor. speak to your sergeant on duty or some shit like that. They told me to ask for, because I'm reported to like, uh, what is it called? The internal some whatever, whatever the people that they investigate cops. Internal affairs. So, yeah, so I I reported shit to them several times. So they told me anytime you can ask for a supervisor that's on duty to come out there. And so I kept asking for that, and the motherfucker ended up just letting me go because he didn't want to make that call. Um, but I went through that shit so many times. Ain't it ain't it crazy how that works though? Um, they could just pull you over, stop you, or whatever it is, because I know it happened up here to us a few times, you know. And it was at one point we was just like, "Yo, maybe we should just start doing shit if they're gonna, if they just gonna start grabbing us and putting us in cars and holding us because we fit the description of somebody. Maybe we should start just like doing dumb shit just to get just so these motherfuckers could come get us." And, and at the same time, I was like, no, I'm not doing nothing to go nowhere I don't want to be. I ain't, I'm not doing, you got your damn mind. So, it, 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 the, man, listen, we growing up, we, we always fit the description. We always got pulled over. And, you know, to a, to a certain degree, it's embarrassing as well. 
for mm-hmm. someone for, to be walking down the street. Because you already know, I think you already know the story. Like, I, to be walking down the street one time and just be bothered and agitated by police or be 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 handcuffed for no reason. People are right. uh, driving by, looking at you. Some people may actually recognize you. And then the idea at the same time can be planted that, oh, well, he got to be up to something, right? Mm-hmm. If they're, if they're right. bothered, if they, if, 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 they, if they got them handcuffed, and, and there were times when they were just, they were just on fuckery. Like they had nothing to do and they were trying to meet a quota. They were just trying to put bodies in a jail. That's all they wanted to do. They wanted you to resist arrest. They wanted you to run. They wanted you to make it as difficult for them as they could so they could process you to the fullest extent of the law. And I, ex- I experienced that a couple of times. I remember this one time they pulled us over, man. And we, we, we were coming from the gym, boxing. Right. I think I, t- I don't know if I told you story and told us to put our hands on a car. And he he went around with the billy club and he hit our hands, smashing our shit. Right now, we got to go to these tournaments and box. And this motherfucker is doing that. Knowing what we knowing what we mm-hmm. do on a daily routine, we're leaving the boxing gym and we're just like, yo, what the fuck? So one of them was like, yo, what do we do? He's like, man, I, we could beat their ass. And I'm like, you, we can't fight guys with guns. You can't fight. You can, you're not going to win that. We're not, we're not going to win that. And it's just like, it was one of those things. It's like, if I tell somebody, I, and I know from my background growing up, if I would have told my mom, she would have said, you probably deserve it. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know I didn't have nobody at the time that I could go to and be like, yo, um, this is what happened to me. What do I do? What are the steps I need? I need to take to make sure it don't happen to me again, and then make sure that that person is 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 taken care of, is suspended, or whatever it is. Is if they're reprimanded, but I didn't have I didn't have that. I didn't have that, and we I don't think no none of us had that around. So we were just like, man, fuck it. Uh, um, my mother wanted me to move. Because it just happened. It happened too many times. Yeah. But my, my thing was that most of the time I didn't even get a ticket. Mm, nothing. No type of infraction. Right. Nothing. No. Um, I think out of that 30 time, I may have gotten a ticket. Maybe three. And 30 is a, is a comfortable number. It may have been more than that. Because I was getting pulled over so often. I used to, I used to be mindful of my speed all the time. Like, at what time I'm going this, you know, this speed at this certain time. Mm-hmm. So when it refers to the, uh, what is it, the ticket, and they'll say what time they clocked me at this, I'll be able to say I knew what speed I was going at this certain time. Like, it just got, you know, got to the point where, you know, I'm living with this repeated trauma. And uh, like I said, I'm normalized. It, it just happens. So I would go to court and dispute the uh, ticket. And the judge wouldn't even argue with me. Like, he wouldn't even say, like, are you sure? Or, well, the cop said, if I say I didn't do it to the point, like, this this woman, she told me, like, one time I've, I've seen, damn, what's her name? Ernestine something, Judge Ernestine. And she told me, like, I've seen you here a few times now. She's like, either you're speeding or somebody's lying. So I said, like, I can guarantee you I'm not speeding. I said, many times I got stopped, I can guarantee you I'm not speeding. 
a cop told me one time sitting at the light, I look like I'm going fast. That's at the red light. So I don't know what to say to that, you know. That's that, that's that's just weird. And like she was like, uh, she was like, who was the cop? I like I, he didn't he didn't pull me over. He pulled up next to me and said that I look like I'm speeding. That's both of us at the red light. And so she told me to ask them questions and shit when they stopped me. And so when I started asking them questions, when they pulled me over and stuff, I stopped getting tickets. Yeah, I, I remember it got to the point where after being, like, when they would just pull us over after a while, the goons and the thugs would, would want to hang out with us because they thought the group of guys I was I was hanging with was really on some, on some shit. Like, they like, yo, what the fuck y'all be getting into, man? They always... <laughs> They always fucking with y'all. Like, what do y'all be up to, man? One, and, and it got to the point where one of them was like, yo, he put a gun. One of the guys put a gun on us, bro. He put a gun on us. He was like, y'all empty out y'all pockets, man. <laughs> He's like, if the police keep checking y'all, they y'all must be throwing dope or something before they before they catch y'all or some shit like that. He they everybody was assuming that we was with all of the mm-hmm. all of the street shit. And that's that's that wasn't the case. And like I said, it's 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 embarrassing, man. It is 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 distasteful. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's distasteful. Like you, you, and then for them to grab us, handcuff us at sometimes, and then let us go or drive us around the block and talk to us and shit like that, and drop us off in the neighborhood. Like that's that's fucking dangerous, man. You could get me killed like that. Right. Like you play you playing with my fucking life. Like and, and we didn't again. We didn't know what to do. We going to play basketball or we doing boxing? Like I don't, I don't have nothing to do with none of the other stuff. So it got to the point, man, where where they would see us. We'd be like, "Yo, what the what the fuck y'all want now? We ain't got nothing. You didn't check the bag. There ain't no drugs in there. Ain't nothing in there. There's nothing. There's nothing but shoes and dirty, funky fucking clothes. Like, what do you want? Y'all ain't got shit else better to do. And then one day when they did it, I was just like, "Yo, y'all don't go to these white neighborhoods and do that. Y'all don't go go fuck with them. It's more of them than us." Go fuck with them. We ain't bother nobody. I, I remember when we would have picnics in a park or, or you know how you have like festivals and shit like that. Yeah. If it's like a festival that we having, they want to come and break the shit up. Oh, y'all too loud. Y'all doing this. Y'all doing that. It's kids out here fucking playing. What you think gonna happen? It's music. We supposed to have music. Like, like we're going to have music, but y'all don't go fuck with these other people when they having festivals and shit like that. Y'all come fuck with us all the goddamn time. I used to hate that shit, man. Um, something happened here in Memphis, and I'm trying to see where we were, but the cops said, well, we know, some because somebody hit them with that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't do that shit in Germantown. And he's like, well, we know they ain't going to be shooting. And uh, he said, shooting and, shooting and slanging in uh, Germantown. And you said, and, and, and somebody said, where do you think they get the dope from in Germantown? They don't come down here and get it. They get it from somebody in Germantown. And then, you know, let the cops tell it. A lot of shit that happened there, they don't report it because they don't want it on the comp stacks. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Like I said. So it's, to it's, say this shit don't happen over there is, uh, is some bullshit. shit. No. It, 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 we, we all know, again, this is institutionalized, institutionalized and this is systematic. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Y'all know why y'all in our neighborhood is fucking with us. It's, it's been a couple of times where they were able to take some of us to jail because we started resisting arrest. We didn't run. We just started. We just started resisting. Like, yo, I'm not I'm not dealing with this shit today. I'm not de- I'm not dealing with this shit today. You know, some people just started resisting 
and still and stealing on the police officers, hitting them in the face. I saw God on the shoe. I, I saw a couple of them get knocked out. Hit the face first, right into the right into the dirt, right into the cement, not the dirt, right into the cement. Pop. This shit happened on Bill Street. <laughs> yeah, I seen I seen a couple of police officers um, pop get hit right in the face and go to sleep. Yep. See that went straight to sleep. Yep. And they chased shit out of them, still couldn't catch you. It was the same, it was the same, same damn officers. And then if it wasn't them, it was like some buddies of theirs that they will, will patrol the area. And one day he was just like, yo, if it's just them two, because sometimes it would be two of them, and then sometimes it would be four. He said, if it's this, just these two, man, as soon as he walk up, I'm laying his ass out. I was like, man, don't do that, bro. Like, if you if you don't do it, <laughs> we going to have to deal with that. And, bro, I swear to God, he's like, yo, man, the police officer got out. He's like, yo, why don't y'all take y'all pig, pigs in a blanket ass on? Like, we ain't doing nothing. He said, y'all do this every fucking day. And the, the, he's like, yo, don't grab me. And the guy's like, oh, you resisting? He's like, yo, don't grab, get your hands off. And he squared up. And it wasn't uh, uh, in a stance, like, come on. It was in a stance, I'm setting my feet, and he launched. And it was like, it was a two-piece. It was pop, pop. And you heard it. And the next thing you know, the officer hit the ground. And I boogie. I, I, boogie, I, I boogied out of there. I'm like, I'm not staying for this. No, sir, not me. <laughs> For what I for what I understand, I saw the first police officer get knocked out, but uh the second one I heard I heard the second one got knocked out too. I, I, I heard they made they made uh they made light of that they they uh took care of that situation. I didn't stay around for that. And I stopped going that way too. I started going a whole different way. Um uh, to 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 go to the like uh to come home. I, I I wasn't going that way no more. I was like, I already know they're looking for us. I can tell you for sure I'm not over that shit. So no, you you never get over experiences like that because for people, if you're listening, why you think NWA made songs like "Fuck the Police"? Why you think like a lot of rappers have songs like "Fuck the Police"? It's not just to say in general "Fuck the Police." It's from experience. It's from traumatizing experiences that you stuck with forever. Having your hands put on a cop car and an officer hit you with a billy club for no reason that that there's no justice for that. So every time you see a police officer, you look at all of them the same way. All of them. Every last one of them might be black, Latino, all of them. I look at all y'all the same way. You're dirty. You're dirty and you take advantage of your badge and your shield and your gun. Y'all take advantage of that shit. And I know for a fact, I remember one time we asked the officer, yo, if you know you wouldn't come down here fucking with us if you was in regular street clothes. You know you wouldn't, right? Yeah. You know you wouldn't fuck with us if, 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 if you were out here being regular. You wouldn't say nothing to us. I said the badge and the gun, that's what give you the, it give you the power. It make you, it give you authority. It make you feel good about yourself. Cause you know on a regular, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fuck with me. You wouldn't say nothing to me. You wouldn't bother My me. My ex-wife knew of the shit that I went through with police and shit. And she used that shit. Really? She used that shit uh, a lot. And the only thing they would tell me once they get there is tell me to keep recording her ass. Every time she make accusations, they're going to pop up. But they would never arrest her for making false accusations. I have to show them a video or let them listen to an action to record it, you know, whenever she called, just to prove that I didn't do anything to her. But they'd be ready to lock my ass up. You know just that. based on the fact that she said that I did something to her, I said something to her. 
And ain't that sad how it all works in the favor of the woman to make sure that they get the man locked up? Right. Like no, no respect for us as the as the provider, the protector. You know, like no, 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 no respect for us. Like just throw us away. Lock, just lock us away. Get us yeah. out the way. You know what I mean? And, and then they end up depending on a I'm system or something like that. I'm gonna tell you this: uh, the female cop came. Uh, once and to the house um and she was gun ho you know like she gonna straighten this man out that's been abusing this woman and stuff like that and she came at me hard and she was expecting me to like i don't know be to be aggressive towards her or some shit like that and i was so calm and cool with her i just said i want to get you right what you're telling me to do i repeated everything because i was recording it the whole time i said so you telling me that you're gonna make me leave my house She's like, I'm giving you a directive right now to leave or I'm going to lock you up. I said, okay. I said, your name again is who? Your badge number is who? And so she called her supervisor after I say that. They stay on the phone for a few minutes. And then they uh, they let me talk to their supervisor, uh, Lieutenant Lee. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, what's been going on here? See, you, you called before and and now somebody's back out there. So I explained to them what was going on. You know, she using y'all to try to get me, you know what I'm saying, locked up because she, she, she was more upset that she couldn't physically hurt me or that I didn't see her as a threat. And she would call them and, you know, act as if I did, you know, threaten her. For those so, who are listening, Kenyon is not a small person. I'm five foot nine and Kenyon is like <laughs> six one, six two. Probably somewhere in the 300 pound area. He is not a small person to be playing with. Right. So that's, that's how she played it. And then I said, okay, so when is, you know, telling them like, when did this happen? They'll go and ask her like, when this happened? It's like, like three minutes ago. I'm like, good. I'm glad you said that. Okay, here it goes, you know, the audio. Then we went from audio to video. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, we got it out here. So it happened when? She said, when? Like, okay. This is, they listen, they listen to all this shit. They watch all this shit. Hey, like, man, look, only thing I tell you, if you leave, you'll be safe. I'm like, if she called y'all and making false accusation, why didn't she leave? Correct. Well, we can't make her leave the house. I said, your partner told me she gonna make me leave. I said, come on now. I said, well, it don't work that way for women. I said, exactly. And see, that's another thing that need to be changed with that system. Like that's in the state of Tennessee, you always take the uh, woman's uh, word over the man. And if we can't figure out who was the aggressor, we take both of them. I said, what's the point of me having video and audio if y'all can't determine who was the aggressor in the situation? I said, just like I'm talking to you now, that's how I'm going to talk to her. And you ain't going to get nothing else out of me. That, that made the female cop mad because she couldn't make me leave. And her sergeant told her to stand down. We'll deal with this. I'm like, you know, correcting her. Like she just came at real gun hole expecting this, this fight. So I never, 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 just for the record, never would trust the police. Never. Mm. I take that shit to my grave. I wouldn't teach my kids to trust their ass. Mm. One of my kids became a cop, I think something bad. <laughs> I would never. 
Never trust. Yeah. Um, the only I, positive experience I ever had with police was uh, two white guys, uh, one in uh, in um, Jasper, Alabama, and a, a highway patrolman in what is it called in Carroll County. Um, I want to say Kentucky. The nicest people that I ever met, you know, wearing a uniform. Excuse me, sir. Um, I'm sorry that uh, I had to pull you over, sir. Gave me my ticket, uh, sir. Have a better day, sir. Like, damn, you know, you ain't got nothing to say when a motherfucker approaching you properly about something you've done. Like, especially if I know I'm speeding and these niggas ain't lying on me. I ain't got no problem taking that ticket. But the motherfuckers were professional to the T. And that's the only two experiences I ever had that were decent with cops. I remember uh, another incident where my sisters, we was riding, I think, I think we were coming back from St. Louis or something. It was me and my sister. Um, I think both of my sisters were in the car. And the police pulled, the, pulled us over. We weren't doing nothing wrong. The car, there was nothing wrong with the car. It is it's a family trip. They pulled us over, bro. The, the cops got out. Now, I immediately got upset. She like, yo, calm down. I'm like, what the fuck are they pulling us over for? Immediately got upset because you already know how I have my history with them. It's just bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm snapping out and she's like, this ain't Chicago. You ain't going to be able to talk to them like you talk to them. You know, like we down south. We are outnumbered. Calm down. So I look in, I'm looking in the, in the mirror. And she was like, how many of them is it? I was like, "It's one on your side and there's one on my side. I was like, but... I was like, you don't know, we don't know if he called, you know, for backup. Because you know how they do. They call for backup because right. if they think it's a threat or the, it's a license plate from the city. If it's from Illinois, it got to be from Chicago if they're black. So they pull us over. The one, the driver, as he approaches the car. Now, I done took my eye off of what's going on. I, I stopped looking back to see what, uh, see how things were playing, back, playing out. I'm reaching down to fix, uh, to put my shoes on just in case. I got to get out the car because I have my shoes off. So mm -hmm. I, I put my shoes on and everything. Bro, when I look up, this motherfucker on my side had a pistol pointed right at the car. Mm. Pistol pointed right at the car. I look up. I'm like, whoa, like, what are, what are you doing? He's like, I just got to make sure that you weren't doing nothing wrong. I'm like, I'm, I'm putting on my fucking shoes. Like, what? what and it's, they like, yo, calm down, calm down. Let them, let them do their job. I'm like, man, ain't nobody scared of them. I'm like... Why do you have your gun, Drew? At anything. So then the other, he's like, what do you, he's like, he told him, he's like, hey, he's like, put that up, put that up. They ain't doing nothing. Put that up. He's like, well, he was reaching down. He was reaching down. And I couldn't tell what he was reaching for. He's like, so you assume with my sisters in a fucking car that I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull out a fucking AR-15 and start blasting with my family in the car? Their, their number one answer to that shit, I'm always trying to go home. You never know. Bullshit. I want to go home too, stupid. Right. I'm like, motherfucker, if you that jumpy, it sound like you got the wrong job. Yo, you ain't trying well, to go yeah. home. You know what you up to. You know right. what you up to. You want to be able to tell them that you were defending yourself, you felt threatened, and you executed, you executed me in front of my family because you felt threatened. That's what you want to be able to do. I'm put, literally putting on my shoes, my guy. Putting them on, get myself together. I look up. My sister, like my uh, sister in the back, she goes, brother, brother, 
be careful coming up. And I was like, what? So as I'm getting up, she was like, be careful, be careful. So I look up and he right at the window with it. He right at the fuck. I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me, bro. You got to be kidding me. And we were, I think we were asking, I got to ask them about that. I think, I don't know if that's the same instance, incident where we were asked to step out the car or whatever. They asked us to step out the car and then they uh, told us, to, told, uh, said they wanted to search the car or whatever. And I was like, man, you, you ain't got to let them search the car. She was like, just let them do it so we can go. I was like, he, he, can't, he can't do it unless you tell him. We ain't got to search the car. We ain't got nothing in the car. We coming back from a road trip. Fuck them. We ain't got to let you search the car. Well, we'll have the dogs come. Get all them motherfuckers. They ain't going to find nothing. But, you know, she said she was just like, yo, let them search the car. I'm like, you, you're allowing them to gain access to your property. One of these dickheads could throw something in here and say that they found something. You understand? They don't give a Somebody fuck about us. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we appreciate you doing that one, Johnny. And a uh, perfect disclaimer. I want to be I want to correct myself. I said two instances with a cop. There were three. Oh, wow. He was out of duty. I got pulled over one time. They said my tent was too dark. It took nine white cops to determine whether or not my tent was dark. I was with you one time when that, when that happened. Do you remember that? <laughs> this one is in Greenwood, Mississippi. Okay. And, uh, and uh, it was nine cops and this black cop who was out of duty pulled over. He said, I just came to see how things were going on here. It seemed like a lot of attention over here and he, he just he just stood over there and stood beside my car and, and wait for them to do their job it took them a while i guess they needed out nine of them to look at it you know to see if my tent was dark because my cousin that was with me was giving hell like he was he was talking that shit he was he was you know he knew his shit number one for them motherfuckers cause that shit didn't make no sense he said, <laughs> and they wanted to search the car. And I was and I was like, like what your sister said, I wanted to let them search the car. He's like, don't let them search shit. You ain't got nothing here. Then they don't even smoke. Y'all motherfuckers want to pull them over. Talking about can I search the car? Fuck no, you can't search this car. Hell no. Get the fuck away from the car. Hey, look, he said, fuck no, you can't search. He looked at me and I said, nope, I guess not. You can't shut <laughs> Hell no, you ain't you ain't she like let them do it. I'm like, hell no, I'm like, fuck them. Right. We ain't got nothing in here. Yeah, you know, ain't I, no, I, ain't I, I, no smoking or drinking around here. Get, right. get, get out of here. I was like, if it's get us out of here soon, let him go ahead and search. He's like, no, nah, don't let him search shit. That's your, that's your property. You know, you don't, you don't come searching my shit, man. Like, fuck you. Said you pulled you over for your tent. Now you want to search the car. What the fuck are you searching for? <laughs> we are pulled over for nothing just because you say that the car fits a description know. of some shit. It was so fucking funny, man. If it wasn't funny, it would have been more traumatic, man. But they had my ass over there for about an hour, but man, that whole fucking hour, he gave them PD hell. I'm like, shit. Like, man, them people don't be on nothing, man. And, and for anyone that's listening like that, these are the instances that cause us to, to say fuck the police. This is why we don't believe in it. This is why we don't believe there's nothing um, good about it. Because there's, there's nothing coming. There's nothing good coming from it. I got I have plenty of instances where I can I can sit here and, and keep going like this is that's these are my traumatic experiences. I've never. 
there's never been a time where I wanted to call the police when some shit went wrong. You know what? I take I, I take I take that back. I take that back. When my mother, when the car blew up in her face, all right, when a, when a, when a, a water heater of the car blew up in her face, mm-hmm. I will say that when the police got there, they 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 would take they took care of my mom, mm. and they and they looked out for my mom. But upon taking us to the hospital to be there and wait for uh, my father to come there and, and pick us up and for someone else to arrive and make sure that we are okay. They did call us juvenile delinquents while we were, while we were, uh, while they were taking us. I'm like juvenile delinquents. I was young. I'm like 11. I'm like, dude, we ain't no motherfucking de- de- juvenile delinquents. What the fuck you, what the fuck you saying on the radio? And then they, they, you know, again, that's me, young, young and under, having, having some understanding. When he said, I was like, yo, we ain't no delinquents. <laughs> we ain't no delinquents. What you mean? We got mothers and fathers. What you, what you talking about delinquents? Our family, our family is with us, man. But yeah, the, but that was one situation. Maybe it was just that, that one officer that was just a shitty person. But mm-hmm. the rest of the p- people that were around at the time, they were trying their best to make sure that my mother was okay uh, uh, from the third and fourth degree burns that she was suffering at the time. They were making mistakes during the process because everybody's in a panic while it's happening. But they they did their best to make sure that they uh that they did assist us, and I'm appreciative of that. But it was more so them and the uh, ambulance than it was the police. Um, I, I just hate that they'll say sometimes that like even though you say I don't want to call the police for anything, I don't, you know defund the police, but there'll be a motherfucker that'll say like, but when something go wrong, you'll call the police. I mean, I want you to understand, I don't call the police because I want them to come and fix something. I kind of do after. I want them to come and handle it in a way that I probably should not. If you understand it. So no, I get, I'm going to wild out about something and make every situation that I'm probably, you know, overly upset about into a life and death situation. It probably best to have somebody with a cooler head to come in and deal with something, but I don't even trust them enough to do that. I'm not going to say nobody's name, but I dated a girl who called the police on me. She called the police on me. Um, At least you didn't marry her. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, 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 my understand. I told her if ever we got into a heated argument, I would just leave. Um, and through the course of this argument, I started calming down because I realized what was happening. Mm-hmm. I'm yelling, she's yelling. Um, you know, with, with certain women, when you're arguing with them, you're not getting through when you're yelling. And sometimes when you're just make, making sense with certain women, you're not going to get through to them. So instead of having a conversation like two, two sensible people, mm-hmm. I went to the room and I was like, yo, man, I got to get up out of here. I'm about to, I'm in the room trying to cool off. As I come out of the room, she, she hits me, boom. Like I'm coming like out the, she, right? It's like she knew I was coming right around the corner mm-hmm. and she popped me, pop. And I was like, I know you just, I know you ain't. And then she went, she went, she loaded up again. She went one, two. 
and I ducked and slid out. I was like, no, you, no, we're not doing that. It's like, chill out, chill out. So as she kept pressing the issue, she kept coming forward. And as she did, I just tripped her. I tripped her. She hit the, she hit the floor hard. You know, you, you know, you hit the floor hard with your hands uh-huh. and the shit yeah. hurt. You know, we got wood floors at the time at, at this place. Um, she called the police. So as she's as they're on their way, you know, it don't, it don't take them no no time to arrive somewhere in the black community if if motherfucker got you know for them like they that's what they looking for they looking for a situation. She told them on the phone that her life was being threatened, <laughs> and that they needed me to they needed to come get me before I killed her. I'm in the background. I said it loud, and I couldn't because I couldn't believe her, and I had told her like yo. As long as we can talk, we should never be. We should never have to get anybody from the outside involved, especially mm-hmm. the police. And I told her that. I said, "Bitch, I know you ain't just called the motherfucking police on me." That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have, mm-hmm. but I said it, and they were on their way. They got there in no time. Now, when they get there, I got my bag. I got my bag. As I'm trying to leave, she's starting more shit. She's trying to wrestle with me and everything. And I realize what's happening. Like, oh, shit, she's going to get marked up. When they get here, they're going to see physical evidence of me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, struggling with her. Right. I'm trying my best to, to like, push her off and everything. And it's, it, it's kind of a struggle that went on for a little bit. But they arrive as I'm trying to get the fuck up out of there because I don't want to be there. All right. I'm like, yo, let mm-hmm. me get my bag. I'm out of here. You know, you know, a little carry-on bag that you take over or, or a little messenger bag you take to when you're doing your uh spin a night, you spin a night bag, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever they call it. So I'm loading that up and I'm trying to get the fuck up out of there. They show up and she went, she went ham. She went, she went, she went, she, went, she acted a fucking fool in front of them. I was super calm. They I was super calm. They were telling me to step outside. Um and, and, and they wanted to go through my bag to see if I had anything. I was like, yo, I'm not going to let y'all go through my bag. But if it gets me out of here and I can get home, I'll let y'all I'll let y'all do it. And at that time, because she was making so much noise, I was like, yo. I God, I got to get out of here like I can't I can't do this. So as it's happening, guess what happens? One of the neighbors comes out and says, I hear her. I heard her in there yelling, blah, blah, blah. He he ain't never been the type of person to get loud. Like, I don't know what the problem is. And she and she was like, it ain't the how you did the last guy that was over here. <laughs> I'm blown. I'm like, what? And then the officer looked at me. I was like, yo, I just I just want to leave, bro. I just want to get out of here. I, like, I got everything. She's like, get your motherfucking shoes. Blah, blah. I was like, look, can I go back in there and get my shoes? I, let me just get my shoes because I, I really want to get out of here. He's like, did, you really didn't do nothing, did you? I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, there's no way you can prove anything about me hitting her or trying to put her life in danger. I've never done that. Never, ever. I've never been that type of guy. Now, I do believe in defending myself, of course, you know, but I, I didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't like I'm in there trying to pound her face into into mush break her skull anything like that like i wasn't trying to do nothing like that i was just trying to defend myself push her off of me and, and, and get out of there come to find out uh the officer that was sitting that that came up with with him with the other one that's when he came back 
there there have been other complaints from her um doing the same type of shit and he was like hey, hey my man he's like go he's like go home go home i'm like i'm free to go he's like i was like i'm not gonna walk outside ain't nobody gonna shoot me or throw me on the car he's like no are you free to go he's like go ahead she's like this motherfucker tried to he tried to kill me try to break my jaw or something I'm like man look i was like i never put my hands on her in that manner and if i wanted to break her jaw she wouldn't be standing there looking like that I was like, if I physically wanted to break your jaw, and I was like, and you know better, like you know enough to know, if I really wanted to break your jaw, your jaw would have been broke a long time ago. When they when they showed up, your shit would have been would have been on the other side of your face by your ear. If I wanted to, but when they they let me go, but while she was acting a fool, they were believing it. They were believing it. They was going through my shit and everything like that. Uh, uh, you know, like he, he got a gun, he got this, that, and the third. There ain't, not, there ain't no gun in my bag. There's nothing. Um, when I came, when I went in back in and got my shoes, they want to search my shoes to see if there's a knife or anything in there. Uh, and but like I said, the other officer, when he came back, he told me when I was downstairs, he said they found weed in the in a, in a lot last guy's bag. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Like and the last time this happened. Yeah, they found weed in the last guy's bag. So um, he ended up getting arrested and going to jail for that shit. But it, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I was so glad to just to, to be out the way of that. But that's I guess that is one incident where where they did do that job because they could have easily just been like, all right, you're going to jail or whatever, you know, and handcuffed me and took me and had me go through processing or whatever. But um that is a situation situations like that they usually go wrong for men because the woman is saying you know he hits me he beats me and things like that and i've never i've never been that type of dude and i'm that's one of the one one of the few times i can say I, i'm glad you know they were like all right go on ahead and get up out of here because usually it's it's yo yo are you drunk where's the bottle like what you've been drinking you know like what are y'all arguing over he beats me. He always hit me and shit like that. She was trying it, but it, it wasn't working. And I'm, I'm I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't. I was totally I calm. As much as they see shit like that, you would know, like in most cases, when motherfuckers get their ass, well, they don't call the police. Somebody else call them. But when they eventually do, they have at least some marks on them. So my right? question was to one of the cops, I was like, you think a guy my size hit her and then leave a mark on her? I'm like, come on now. Like, even with my open hand, really something on it you know what i'm saying <laughs> absolutely absolutely he did what you just did he just laughed like you're like i'm like i'm like really though like i said i i can keep a seat keep calm because apparently if that means standing up i'm a threat that's all the shit that police were telling me and shit after her calling them so many times but i just wonder why would they never arrest her yeah you know, False, you know, false, false claims, reports. something, yeah. right? Like having them come out there for nothing. Like, ain't there something that can be done? See, this yeah. is why the system needs to be corrected and changed and things like this because they make it hard for men to escape these types of situations with their with their sanity sanity intact sometimes and feeling comfortable with dealing with the law, knowing right. that the law will, will look out for them and justice, justice will prevail. When I'm telling motherfuckers, like, I would never trust, I would never. There's a lot of shit I would never do again. Like I never share a household like 
responsibilities of having motherfuckers live with me. I would never do that shit again. If I have a house, I have a house, my house. A motherfucker come and visit, they come and visit with the with knowing that they're gonna leave. Cause they have their own space. I would never do that shit again. Yeah. Because even if it's your place and this motherfucker stayed there at your house that you own, they can actually leave because this motherfucker live there too. Mm. For like, safety, who, safety reasons, quote right, unquote. They can do that. So I would never do that again. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. So I wouldn't marry no motherfucker, live with no motherfucker again. I like everybody come here be visiting. Ain't no permanent situations, nothing like that. And I'm sorry, I don't see myself trusting another motherfucker like that because they'd be too quick to jump on the bandwagon just because she say, "Oh my god, oh my god." And, and it's and it's absolutely unfair for as a man, you know, for for the police to show up and. Is it is it like a feeling of just being guilty? Like like uh, yo, I'm, I feel like if they hear I'm guilty, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause the, there's no win. A lot of times, a lot of the guys I hear talk about situations like that. It's like yo, there's no win. Like I, the house is I pay for the house. Everything is paid for. It's in my name. And when they get here, I gotta leave. Um, when the uh, kid's mother dropped them off, like she actually used the bathroom one time. I'm like motherfucker, my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if I want her ass to use the fucking bathroom. Absolutely not. But um, I, I, I let her use, but I'm like, you know, I, I got a fucking camera in the house. I don't, you know, say what you want. We roll that footage for your ass. But shit. Like, I wouldn't put nothing past. Yeah. At yeah. all. Nothing. Especially once you start dealing with things like that and and, and then it becomes a, an, a, an occurrence reoccurring thing like you can't you can't you can't believe that a person will change change their behavior like well i don't i don't even want to be around you right yeah. and i know my favorite reason why you gotta let shit go i forgive and shit like that that'd be stupid as fuck for me to trust that i forgot i mean trust being around i ain't about trusting her just the fact i trust this person like i ain't gotta i wouldn't even trust being in the same room with ass if it have been a snake it would have bit you you know what well, I mean? Right. Mm. I know when um, I think she tested positive for COVID, uh, they were quarantined and she was asking me to quarantine with them. I'm like, motherfucker, why would you want a motherfucker that you claim beat your ass quarantine with you? And I said, what kind of stupid motherfucker would I be? Man, if I did, like, you're not your mind. And, and for me to hear about it, I'd be like, yo, uh, Kenya, don't ever, don't ever call me again, <laughs> ever. Shit, I would have called you and told you to call me and tell me that shit I if I had it. Man, that's me dumb as fuck. You big dumb motherfucker. Like, what? what is wrong with you? Like, the motherfucker gonna ask me about being, like, us getting back together and all kind of stuff. Like, what kind of sense would that make? You know how stupid I had to be? After you like, done damn near ruined my life. Myself. After you done damn near ruined my life, I'm supposed right. to just be like, oh, okay, this is better you now. You think I'd trust you with some shit like that again? Please. Man, please get the fuck up out of here. Well, I find satisfaction in the fact that I know I'll never need her or nothing like that, but I'm positive she'll need me. But that, that helps me not to be angry about it. But just like some of the stuff that, you know. And to, on, a, on another level, you know, now you just do better. You go hard. You make sure you take care of the kids on, on your side. And you make sure you do things to make your life 
more successful and, and productive, uh, you know, and that's that's only the real thing that you right. can do. Because after that, you know, it, there's not there's nothing you want to be associated. There's besides the kids, you don't want to be associated with nothing like that at all. Right. Yeah, you I'm know? finding that harder and harder to do. Because I'm sure that uh, I'm sure she still uses my name on stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have people calling me all the time about shit I don't even know nothing about, like fucking mortgages and shit. Yeah, but I'm in the process of taking care of that too. That's some crazy shit, man. Yeah. I don't talk to her ass about not trying to ass don't end up in jail. These kids don't need to see you in jail for doing some dumb shit, but you know. No, let let it what what the song say, let it be. It is gonna be. Let it go, let it be. Right. But you know. Yeah, but that's gonna be a process there because I got to make sure that my name isn't on any these or properties and stuff that these people are calling me for. Absolutely, you want to sure. be you want to be attached to something that messes your name or ruins your name, right? And then she just she's able to just walk away from it like it you know it doesn't affect her. Yeah. Motherfucker, shit! I don't need nothing else to be angry about. Yeah, but definitely the, the police is, is a, definitely an issue within the uh, black community. Like they, 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 they do us wrong, and then ask us, you know, why are you, them. yeah, to trust them, or it's not all of us. Well, ain't nobody saying nothing, right? Ain't nobody saying nothing. Y'all come over here, y'all do all type of shit. Now, now when we are guilty, like I, I get it. If if the if the if the offense is violent or just some. Some some quite crazy wild shit. And the other thing I don't get it with the, with that system is how come pedophiles get the least amount of resistance, but drug dealers do? Like, like, right. like I don't understand y'all laws. Like, how do y'all how do y'all how do y'all gauge these laws? On top of the shit that now the same drugs that motherfucker got thirty years for be legal now. Now y'all want to. Now it's okay for the white folks to, and, and no disrespect to nobody, but it's also it's okay for y'all to sell it now because y'all get growers license and shit. But when we was doing it, it was the worst thing in the world. Right, damn criminals. We're criminals. Motherfucker in uh, South Haven, Mississippi, got life for um, for uh, stealing out of a uh, clothes, like stealing clothes. What the fuck life, life, mother got life. Nigga still in there, but shoplifting. That's ridiculous. That lets you know they just be wanting to lock motherfuckers up, man, for anything. But if you do a search on like pedophiles in your area, the damn computer light up like a Christmas tree, like a Christmas tree. They it, it, it everywhere. They'd be everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, they, when I did the youth program, man, listen, bro. I don't, I'm not going to even talk about that, but you can get your ass beat for playing with these kids, man. And I'm not just saying me. I'm talking about parents. These parents, the I, I know the parents that I was a, around and attached to, they serious about they about protecting their kids. Right. And when, he, when they found that it was some pedophiles in it, they wanted motherfuckers to know, hey, if you come outside around these kids, we beating that ass. And you'd be, you'd be lucky, you'd be lucky, you'll be lucky if you make it back home. I, um, I would tell Stacy about, uh, about females that experience any kind of sexual assault or something or any kind of, you know, 
uh, harassment or anything, I think women should tell the men in their lives. I say, if one won't listen, another one will. And I ain't just talking about the people that you related to. Tell the motherfuckers that you hang around. I'm sure they'll do something. Yeah. Because I'm like, you remember the time Kelly from at school came in there talking about this dude was chasing her, the butt naked through the park, who was invited to his um, dorm room. And she came in the door and like closed the door like she was in a horror movie. Like back against the door, breathing heavy and shit. And we like, what the fuck going on in here? Like, you know. I don't remember and she, that. And she was like, uh, she was like, this dude was chasing me naked in the park. And it was so funny that, she, you know, like a motherfucker really chased you naked in the park. Like when she said that shit, everybody stood up at the same time almost, like unison and shit. And so we go and walk through the park thing, like, you know, we ain't gonna see no naked motherfucker in the park. And this motherfucker was naked in the park. This motherfucker was in a fucking bush trying to put his clothes on. And she said, yeah, that's him. And so we started chasing him. This motherfucker ran and jumped in the Cadillac. Like, what type of time, crazy like shit is that? New, it's like a brand new Cadillac. He jumped through the fucking window. Like, he left his car window down in the public park, and he ran around this motherfucker naked, chasing motherfuckers. Stashed his clothes in the bushes. He jumped through the window in the car and was able to get, you know, bone out, no problem. It was, it was, it's some, it's some disturbed people out here, man. It's and we like, we could not believe, here. we couldn't believe that shit when she came in the saying that shit, but she was serious. Like, this dude was chasing her naked. Damn, for real. But sure enough, we saw the shit for ourselves. I bet you he would not have liked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he wouldn't. Man, he if you sure have to call him, oh man. It was Ooh, nine of we. us, man. It was nine of us at the time. We. Hey. It was just funny though. When she said that shit, everybody stood up. I'm like, fuck. I just think women should tell the men in their lives and not cause when women's, when you see stats on TV, they say like uh, one out of three one, women have been sexually assaulted. And you and if you notice any women around you, they'll agree. And like say, yeah, that's about right. I'm like, if y'all know that, like- Say something. Telling? Yeah, talk. Y'all talk telling each other, but y'all ain't telling us. Yeah, but you know, I think I, I don't know if we talked about this or if I talked about it with somebody else. A young lady I know who uh, was assaulted. Um, she said you feel dirty. She said you feel. You oh know, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, she, she says you you feel violated. You feel like you know t- telling someone <clears throat> makes you just feel even more dirty. Um, at the time of the of the incident, but I will say this, and I don't care. We asked her to show us this person or take us to the area where, you know, where, where, where he, where he may have still lived or whatever. And he got a workout. <laughs> he got a workout and he was dropped off at the, pre, at the precinct after, after it was over. And see my explanation that I tell women that men understand there's a, there's a danger to doing that, but you know, we want you to feel comfortable too. I mean, motherfucker could have a gun, could have a knife, could be badass Billy. You know what I'm saying? They could fight. He could the have. The thing is, when men approach another man about some shit like that, we'd be willing to take that ass with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All of it's going to work out. We'd be willing to do that. Really? We want you all to feel safe. 
Yeah, he got to work not out. Worried about shit like that because if they do it once, they'll do it again. Absolutely, and there there is no uh, there is no boundary for a person that feels feels right. comfortable doing that. Like if I if right. I've done it once, I'm gonna do it again. You ain't the first person. You ain't gonna be the last. Like there, you have to have that understanding. So it's it's important. I know it's hard for women to speak up, but it's important for somebody to say something because we would like to make sure that, that there's something done about it and make like, sure that you feel make sure that you feel comfortable at the same time uh, going about your normal life and your daily routine without feeling, you know, uh, like it like it may happen to you again. You know, right? because even if we don't get a chance to put a foot in his ass for it, you know, we at least go to the, you know, go to the cops with you. We don't Absolutely. want you to do some shit like that on your own. We don't want you to feel like you by yourself or we ain't going to believe you. Man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Tell, um, tell the, the man in your life or a man in your life. This guy, this was a big guy. This was a big guy, but, you know, he had to take that ass whooping. He had yeah. to. He had to take that ass whooping all the way through. All the way through. From, from the time he, this first punch hit him and he swung back to the time he hit me and he connected. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh Lord. <laughs> but I was like, all right, but we, we, you about to get these, you about to get these, you know, and there was a group of us and you know, it, you weren't about to stand up and take all that. He wasn't, you, you, he wasn't, you, no, it was like wolves, wolves on a piece of meat. You know what I mean? And after that, after it was over and he got busted up pretty good, he was taken to the police station straight up, straight up. And he was like, what happened to him? He's like, you know, he, he did what he did, and we told her, "Yo, fill out your report. Fill out your report." Now, if they do yeah. something, if they if they do something, we don't we we'll see you again. <laughs> but it it is what it is. Uh, but that's traumatic as well, man. For and she didn't. He didn't. He didn't. She said she he didn't like rape her, but mm-hmm. it was the attempt to right. do it. And, and and she said the way she, the way she was screaming, he he just stopped. You know, he he just stopped. She said she felt so she felt so uh, violated and and hurt because she liked she really liked the guy, and he treated her like she you know. For her, for him to do that to her was like just a total violation. And also, I was thinking like if that number is correct, well, like three out of five women have been sexually assaulted. Uh, that, that would mean at least one out of five dudes, and at least one out of five dudes and did some shit. Well, I'm not one of those. So, right, I was telling I was telling her at the time, telling Stacy, like, I don't know anybody that DJ and shit like that. I said, and they're not gonna talk about it around me. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think they'll talk about it around anybody that I know. No. I said, they, they'll tell you that, you know, birds with a feather flock together and shit. I like if somebody done some shit like that, they don't keep it to themselves. You you according, have to according to the national ratio shit that they talking about that have a one out of five, you know, or two. You out have of to five, keep five, that five. to yourself because I don't I don't know any guys that are like oh okay you cool. Me too. Like I did it too. Like I I I, I yeah, yeah I, t- I took that you know, pussy. I don't, I don't know nobody that that comfortable to tell me some shit like that. Mm-mm. I took I took yeah I took some pussy before. Like I don't know nobody that's just around talking like that. Or she'll, I ain't never heard nobody tell me no shit. Like she'll say no, but she mean yes. You know how they be. I ain't never heard nobody tell me no shit like that. Uh-huh. I only saw that shit on damn movies. I don't uh-huh. know nobody personally ever said no shit like that. No, um, even even if I'm selective about like how I move, move and, and 
and the act of having intercourse or coitus or whatever is what, what whatever we gonna do. I'm very selective about things, you know, and and I pay attention. So I've never heard a woman say no but mean yes. And if she is doing that, like I leave, I will leave her the fuck alone. Because mm-hmm. that is confusing. Right. That is confusing. I had a, a young lady I was talking to. She told me, um, I hope you don't think I'm coming over there to fuck. She told me that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like she set the boundary, right? Boom. Right. We good now. Like I know she ain't coming over here, but I like her. She's very cool. She's 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 a dope person. And she get over here, she wanna fuck. All right. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not I doing that. You, said, like, you you don't you gonna you're not gonna have me confused. And then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make an attempt just because you don't we already drew the line. Well, I, I was trying to be a lady. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to hear that shit. We grown, we're not playing those games. It's women out here who are actually being assaulted and, and raped and things like we're not doing that. We I'm not I don't play like that. I don't play like that. She was like, well, you know, I don't, I just want to, I don't want you to think that, you know, like I'm a hoe. It's like, no one said you was a hoe, but you're not going to do that. You can't say the no means yes and all. I'm not, I'm not going for that shit. Um, I had a, a person once, like, I wasn't not, I was not expecting to sleep with. Um, she ended up wanting to spend the night and I had her to call somebody else to let them know that she was, you know, spending the night. Because I was, I don't know, for some reason, I just wasn't comfortable with her. Just all of a sudden, like, deciding, like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm spending, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been out with you twice now. I guess I trust you. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't trust you, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I had her to call. I had her to call somebody to let her know that she was spending the night. And if anything, you know, if you need anything or whatever like that, this is where she'll be. I had to, and I, I talked to the person. I don't know, you know, this should be fishy. It's safety, yeah. It's it's a safe, it's a safety thing, you know. You like I ain't taking no chances with how you feel or what you were playing with and that shit. Yeah, because I wanna, just wasn't even expecting. Yeah, you want to look out for her and yourself though. Like you don't want there to be a situation where anything goes wrong. Um, I totally agree with that. Like I um I've I know a couple women who did that. Um I don't, I ain't coming over there, we ain't about to do nothing, and then they come over here. And they be pushing and just like, yo, mm-mm, I'm not, we're not doing that. Like, I don't operate like that. Like, you can't tell me one thing and then, you know, it's, it's really something else. And you like, I'm not, I can't, I don't operate like that. If you, that to me, you, you done drew a line. So like, I'm not going to push. I'm not going to push up. Well, I don't want, I don't want you to think, no, 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 no. I don't think of you as a whole or anything like that. Like that is something that you see yourself as. I'm not, I didn't push that agenda because if I did think that, I would have just treated you like one. If I just thought that way of you. Definitely when we bring you over here to my house. No, I don't mind. So, and thing for me is like, I, no, I don't, no, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's okay to come over my place and kick it. Like it's, it's warm. But I'm just saying that my house was whole and, and she was here for them whole activities and shit, you know. I would be I talking to you different. I would be talking to you different. Like I right. wouldn't talk to you like I, I like I have more respect for. You. I wouldn't do none of that shit. Like if I knew you was down for, for the uh, for some uh, some pornographic activity, like I wouldn't treat you. I treat you differently. Right. 
I'll treat you totally different, but you know, um, God bless the women and salute the women who deal with traumatic situations like that. And, right. and, and currently come, having a lot more than we know. Shit. And they come out better, you know, or they learn how to deal with the trauma of those situations. Salute to the, to the, to the people that have to deal with pedophilia. These motherfuckers out here, they exist. Um, and, and, they have. They seem to have more rights than I. I do as a. As Apparently, a, fuck. But like you said, you may look that shit up there, pop up on the screen. It'd be all over the place, yeah, and just be and sick too. I was at work last weekend, man, and the kids out there playing in the yard, and this dude just post up in a neighbor's backyard, just looking at their ass and smoking. And I'm like, damn, is this fucking real? So I just get up. I get up and I start walking towards. And I stand where he can see me, I can see him. I guess he put his cigarette out and he uh <laughs> he walked off. He he went into a little shed behind the house. But I'm like, damn, like is this motherfucker really like it, it seemed like a movie. Cause he's looking at he, he got his cigarette in the rock. He's just watching. They running, he watching his head moving, lick his cigarette, he keep watching. I'm like, really? No, damn. Man, I, I don't I don't know what triggers that. Maybe because they were they were they were preyed on as a kid, or I don't I don't know. It, it's right. It's a touchy it's situation. Yeah, but I don't I don't believe in touching kids, man. I don't believe in that at all, and I, I don't necessarily believe in get. Well, let me not say that, but I would rather deal with you before the police get here. Yeah, because I have in the past, and I and I don't mind. I don't mind it. I, I don't, don't think that's the way it should be. If you are what you are, and you yeah, try to around. you told about when it happened, you know, motherfuckers be like, well, this ain't what happened. You ain't got no evidence and all this other shit. Motherfuckers be talking dumb shit when they do dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't prove I did that. That's all I needed here. Boop, 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 boop. Motherfucker, if that's what you worry about, proof, I'm not. Hell yeah, I'm about to play the play the xylophone on your face now. Right. Knock your teeth out. Bing bong boom boom. Knock all them shits out. Bitch, yeah. You remember um, Tiffany? Uh real skinny Tiffany. We used to drink and start taking her clothes off. Mm-mm. We used to be so worried about something happening to her. Like to the point where we couldn't even enjoy ourselves at a party. Mm. Cause she'll drink like a cooler and she get white girl wasted. Just mm. from a cooler, and she'll start taking her clothes off. So before we go somewhere with her, we assign who gonna watch, who gonna do this, keep your eye out for this. I mean, she literally would take her clothes all the way out, butt naked, unshaved everything. So I'm like, it was just like it, it, it just used to be. A, it got to be a chore. Like we used to be really worried about this person that's older than us that always drinking, have to take her clothes off. Was she expecting something to happen? Was she looking for something? We we have no idea. Like I said, we were shit. We was working. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how it felt. It felt like we were working. Like man, you saw her. You saw Tim. Where she at, man? You know, making sure ain't nobody. You know, she in the back room. Right. Like she you know, literally had to step in a few times because she'd be real touchy feely when she get drunk and. I remember that person, I think. 
I think I remember that person, but I was never yeah. there for it to see. I always heard. Nice looking, nice body and everything. But can't take it nowhere because shit. Like we was, I remember, I remember one time Stacy was like, man, you ain't seen Tiffany. Man, she over there sitting in that chair. Like she sitting over there in that chair with her, her clothes, her, her shirt off and her pants around her ankles. Like sleep to the world. Be like, I'm watching her. I'm like, I'm glad, you know, cause I had lost sight track of her. I ain't know where she went. What? That's how she was. Man. Did, did, did y'all ever ask her why did she do it? I'm sure we did, man. I just don't remember. Like, it was, to be honest, man, I think we were kind of traumatized the fact that, like, you know, you watching out for this motherfucker that slippery and you trying to get away and shit. Like, when you trying to keep her from doing shit, she run around naked. So you try to grab her and, like, so she could be in one place. Yeah, and it's, it, look, it looks, to, it looks naked, weird. You can't yeah. grab her everywhere. Yeah, and it, it looks weird when you grab her, too. Right. You know? Right, it was just. It, it, I just thought about it. like that was real funny. Like motherfucker, we go to a party. We like we feel like we work. Anybody got eyes on Tiffany? I remember. Asking, I just remember asking Stacy that he like, man, she in the chair. I'm watching. But how she in the chair was the, the crazy thing that I can't never get out of my head. Like in this leather chair, clothes around her ankles and no shirt off. Everything hanging natural. <laughs> And so it's just, just damn. Man, you want to know something that it, it's some really good, good people out here, man. Some stand up guys out here. Cause you know, you put her in a certain environment there. They would have took that. Right. You're right. They would have took right. that. Man, man, man. I just, <laughs> that was some work. <laughs> that was some work. She, she good people for real. Just can't get a, she can't drink. Cannot drink. And that's the only time she ever do it when she drink. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I wonder, I wonder what triggers that. Because it has to be something there. Right. You think about it now, it had to be something. Yeah. Because I, I know like I know like babies, you know, when they when they get their bottle, I remember babysitting, man. And my cousin, she would do that shit. Like she would take her clothes off, like when she got a bottle, and that's what it kind of reminds me of when I hear it and try to think about it. Like she would get happy with it when she got her bottle, and she'd take off running with her clothes off and everything. Damn, I don't know. But hey, man, I think we've uh, said enough. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked enough. Uh, yeah. Trauma is a, is a wild thing that everybody has to deal with. I also think that when you're involved in a relationship, these are things that people should talk about. Right. Hopefully they're, they're not using it to their disadvantage or advantage and make it work against you. Mm-hmm. But everybody suffers from trauma. I don't mind uh, when I'm talking to people. I don't mind sharing what's bothering me. Because I, I honestly believe that talking about it makes it, makes it more, you know, Easier to deal with, you know, when you talk about certain things that have that are. I can believe that. I just may have a better taste in my mouth because of my experience. I understand. I understand that. I understand that. I used to have. Look, there are certain things that I've been through that gave me a bitter taste for a very long time. But I think that's the same time heals our wounds, and I don't necessarily believe it's just the time, but it's the fact that you grow and, and you become more knowledgeable and wiser about certain things that you learn how to deal with them. Or just say fuck it. 
you know, and get past it. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely believe, definitely, definitely believe that as you deal with trauma, you know, it, it you have to tell people that you're being involved with that. Hey, I had to deal with this. So be careful the way you say this or the, the way you treat me with around this or how you say things or respond to things, you know, um, these are things that need, need to be said, need to be talked about. I guess. Yeah, yeah that, I do. I, not, I guess so. I know so. I'm just not there yet. Well, it's, it's, it, you'll get there. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you just may wake up one day and just go, fuck it. And, <laughs> and be done with it, you know. But everything will get better, though. I, I, I do believe that. I do believe that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Faux Prophets Podcast. My guest, Kenyon Billups. This was the part two to trauma. I don't know if there's a part three or, or if we'll be talking about something else in the future. But this is the end of that shit. Go love yourself and go love your family. Remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. We out, bitch. <laughs>